Welcome to The Dig on the Huskers Radio Network podcast, powered by Emeritus. Featuring Nebraska Volleyball Director of Operations, Lindsey Peterson. Here's your host, Jessica Cootie. Welcome into a postseason edition of The Dig. I'm Jessica Cootie, joined by Lindsey Peterson. Congratulations. Uh, that had to be fun seeing the number one next to Nebraska on Selection Sunday. Yeah, it was really exciting for our team. And um, just like Coach told the team, like this is a reward for what you accomplished all season. It was a grueling season. You worked hard. You had some big matches. You won big matches. And now your reward for all you put into the 10 weeks of conference and the four weeks of non-conference, your reward is the number one seed going into the NCAA tournament. So it's a, we've, I think it's only happened for our program maybe four or five times. And um, it's a tough position to get because there's a lot of good teams out there. And, um, you know, you have to battle in the conference. Our conference is tough. So, you know, you're battling with some teams fighting for that position within your conference. But our team was excited and, and are ready to, uh, represent um, Nebraska here in this NCAA tournament, but they also know that the work we put in now doesn't mean anything. Like everybody's right. starting on a clean slate. It's zero, zero. And now it's just, you know, you got to win to advance. And so it's um, that do or die time of season. And I feel confident in our team. They, they usually step up to the plate in those type of moments. Which I certainly want to dive into all things postseason, but I did want to go back to the last weekend and, and the first loss of the season you know, after clinching the Big Ten title and then going into Wisconsin, Coach Cook said after after the match that he felt like this team played some really good volleyball stretches at Wisconsin. But, you know, overall, after the match, how did they handle the first loss of the season? They hadn't experienced it all year. Uh, how how did they handle it in the locker room and, and bounce back the next day at Wisconsin or at Minnesota? Well, this is a competitive group and losing is not something they like to experience. And um Yes, Wisconsin played an incredible match. And at times we had, we were right there with them and we actually had opportunities to win those first two sets and um, just missed on a couple crucial points towards the end. But Wisconsin was a, it was a battle. There was some really high level volleyball, which is great to see at this point in the season that we're at that level and we're competing at that level. Um, it's a really tough environment there. Wisconsin was going to come out on you know, firing because they they needed to win that match probably to solidify a top four seed. So there was a lot on the line for them. And um, so we got their best shot and unfortunately it didn't work out for us. But like we like to say, if you're not winning, you should be learning. And so this is a lesson for us and we can take away from this match some things we need to improve on and, and go into the postseason. So hopefully, you know, it's a blessing in disguise and we get better from it um, and learn from what what didn't go well for us in that match. Um, but put it behind us, and now we'll be ready the next time. What were some of the big learning things that you can take away from that match? We didn't we didn't pass well in that match, and a team that big and physical at the net, you've got to be able to pass, so your offense is pretty predictable, and to try to hit around a block like that um, is difficult. And so our offense is best when we pass, so we can run middles. Um, our middles had been successful the first time we played them. We passed pretty well. We had a lot of one-on-one -on -one opportunities in the middle against them. When we didn't pass, we were going up a big double block on the on the pens. So, and they they scouted us well. They they had prepped and learned from the time we'd played them here in Lincoln early on, and I think adjusted their defense a little bit to take away some of the strengths of our hitters. Um, but yeah, we gotta we gotta make adjustments on our end too, blocking, um, make a few changes there, and and just understand. Um, how we can better offset or find their weaknesses in their offense and make their offense more predictable with our serve and 
So serving and passing, we got to be better at. But um, also we had we had some players that took some big swings at big points for us. And um, we did a lot of good things too. So you got to look at those and take the positive and the negative, but um, not dwell too much on the negatives, just learn and move forward. I feel like it's kind of can be daunting to carry an undefeated record for a team, whatever the sport might be. It's just, I feel like a lot of pressure. Could it be, could it relieve maybe some of that pressure too, knowing, hey, the, that zero's gone now. We can close a chapter on that. And and not that this team would focus on that. I know that they, they focus on the right things. But just in the back of your mind, carrying that undefeated record and knowing that you hadn't lost yet, could that also be a positive too? Uh, I'm sure it, it relieves a little bit of the pressure. It's not anything we've talked about. Mm -hmm. We didn't put any pressure or talk anything about that undefeated season because that doesn't really mean anything. Yes, it helped us secure that number one seed, but being undefeated doesn't get us anything in the postseason. And so, um, you know, the players, the players feel a little bit of pressure. I think the pressure was maybe relieved a little bit from them having sealed the big 10 conference the week before having won the championship the week before helped. And, um, but yeah, undefeated, especially today. And, and you see the parody in volleyball mm -hmm. and the level of volleyball across the nation to go undefeated is incredible incredible feat so just to think of the season we've had so far and to be at this point with only one loss and that loss coming to a top three team in the nation um, this team has to feel pretty good about it and, and our players understand that you know at this point the margin of error is really small and when you're fa facing those type of teams you don't have very much room for error and on Saturday or on Friday we had a little bit our margin was a little bit too big and and it allowed Wisconsin to capitalize. So how proud were you guys of the way that the team responded on Saturday at Minnesota, which has been a tough place to play, right, uh, throughout the years, so the way that they came out and fought and, and got back in the win column? Yeah, Minnesota is a much improved team. from the We played them the first week of Big Ten, and so they have definitely improved. And they were another team that knew they needed to um, battle and try to get, get that win just for to secure a spot in the NCAA tournament. And um, they, they are a team that... When you play there, it's a great environment. It's always a tough match when we play there. Um, we knew they were a physical team, um, so we needed to, you know, learn from our Wisconsin match of what we didn't do against some of their big hitters and try to to take that into Minnesota. And so it was a great response from our team. They played at a high level. They came out really focused, and um, you know, I to battle there at the end and and win that fourth set at really close set to not allow it to go five was really big and, and showed a lot of maturity and growth for our team. And, and it showed that they put the game behind from Wisconsin and move forward. And we talk to them all the time that the game has no memory. And so um, whether it's a set, a point, you know, it doesn't remember what happened the last play, the last match. And I think they really embraced that against Minnesota and put aside Saturday night and, or Friday night and went into Saturday with a new set of focus and, and took care of business. Seemed like Becca Alec led the way in that. How much <clears throat> did she kind of put on herself to to really rise to the occasion and, and help this team pull out the win at Minnesota? Becca had a huge impact on our match, especially in that third set. Um, we were struggling blocking we uh, against their outsides, and uh, she came out. And I think she might have had five or six blocks in that set alone, and she just she really stepped up and took it personal. I think and. Um, Becca is a very passionate player and so our team feeds off of that and she uh, showed that she was willing our team to that win and the team kind of followed her and it was good to see because uh, you know every night with a team like we have not everybody's going to have their best match so it takes some people to step up at certain points and Becca filled that role for us on Saturday night and especially in that third set and carried into the fourth.
Another player that had some huge blocks was Bergen Riley. I mean, the way she fights at the net, some of those jousts, but seems to really fire this team up. Uh, how big is that when you have a setter that can do what she did too and, and contribute in that way? We joke all the time, if there's a tight ball, it's going to be our point because Bergen just, she has a way of winning those tight balls. She knows when to push, you know, to get the big middles or to win that or what direction and um so it gives our our passers confidence so if they pass tight and she's in front row they know that she's up there and will do something with it and they don't have to worry about keeping it off the net but um she's just a very smart player she understands the game and um as a setter she's very experienced and so in those tight plays whether she's taking it over or she's jump setting and holding the middle to get an attacker one-on-one she seems to usually come out on the winning winning end and um, we know when she's in front row being one of the smaller uh, blockers that we have that the, the hitters are going to try to attack her and she sees the attackers well and gets herself in position to if she's not blocking it she's at least getting a positive touch for us which is just as important as a block. How much does that fire up a team when when she makes those kinds of plays? Yeah, it's a big momentum boost for us. And and they always joke around, but you see Bergen's so even keel and she's very stone-faced and consistent. Like you really see her um, get super excited and in those moments the team gets really excited for her, but it's just like another play and for her. And I think that's one of her strengths is she's just so consistent and so steady. And to have a setter running your offense that is like that really helps our hitters feel confident and um, doesn't allow the emotion of the game to affect our flow on our side of the net. Coach Cook was also very complimentary of Allie Batenhorst. Uh, how important was she over the weekend, and, and how good was that to have to see her play the way that she did over the weekend? Yeah, Allie uh, came out swinging, and she took some big swings against Wisconsin, um, especially in some crucial moments, and same with Minnesota. And She had a really great night attacking, and I think she is starting to see the work that she has put in and the few changes she's been making in practice practice and that focus carry over into the match. So it's so rewarding to see some of those changes she make and see it result in those positive plays um, in the match for us. And, uh, I mean, an outside hitter gets so many swings when you're out of system, especially when you're playing physical teams like Wisconsin and Minnesota. Those hitters are taking big swings, so chances are a lot of the time your outsides or pen hitters are going to be set coming back. And a lot of that time, you know, you're going to be coming up against two blockers. But she really um, used her toolbox in attacking and um, hit different shots and looked at the seam and found ways to get points for our team and big out-of-system plays. So closing the chapter on the regular season, what's the feeling like when it is such a grind and when you do close that chapter and it is a new season now? I mean, how refreshing is it to know, okay, now – we got this ahead of us, this NCAA tournament, and, and it's a new chapter now. The the adrenaline rush has definitely hit. You could see it in the team on Sunday when we were watching the selection show. It was kind of like that big sigh of we made it through season. We checked another goal off the list. We're Big Ten champions. We have one goal left, and we have three weeks to accomplish that goal. And And you think of what a kind of marathon the conference season is and how grueling it is, and now we're in the final sprint. And really, especially after this first week, it goes very fast because um, the selection show was Sunday and three weeks from that selection show, they're crowning a national championship and you have to get national champion. You got to get six games in during that time. So um, you see you see a refreshed team. Uh, they're very excited and um, but very focused and they understand that each match kind of the ante goes up. The teams are going to be tougher. We got to be ready, willing to play great. And we have to be no. We're gonna have to dig down and you know find something that we haven't had to 
get into this year to make it through these next three weeks? Again, this, this team has been so good about approaching every challenge this year, but this is the first go at it for a lot of these young freshmen that are big key contributors. So how do you guys go about preparing a young group that this is their first go at it? How do you go about preparing them for this stretch? I think they're prepared already just because they're, you know, elite players. They play at a high level. They're competitors. They understand that. They understand you have to be good in big moments, and they've been able to do that. So it's nothing really new to them. Um, we need to just stay focused on what got us to this point and be, they don't have to play outside themselves. And sometimes having a young team is, is helpful because they don't know better. They haven't been in it. They don't know what to expect. So they just go out and be themselves and do that. There's no pressure to try to do something outside of themselves. So I think, you know, our, our focus and what we're stressing is, you know, what, what has got us to this point? Who are we as a team? And, and rely on that as we go through these next three weeks and understand that it's just another game. Yes, it's postseason, so you got to win to advance, but it's still the game of volleyball. And um, if we go out and approach that and know that each match is a new, new time for us to, you know, try to raise our level and it's a new oppor another opportunity for, for play, this team to play together and they stay with that focus, I think that that'll be the biggest um, maybe the calming factor for them. They don't need to think of it as something big and different. You know, week in, week in and week out, as I sit down and, and talk to you guys on, on this podcast, it seems like everybody that comes in here says, you know, there's, there's still room to grow. We're still improving. We still haven't been at our best yet. How close is this team to being at their best and peaking right now at the time when you want to be peaking, right? Yeah, we definitely want to peak in these next three weeks. And um, I, I say that our team is still growing because we learned from Friday night and we're going to get better from that. And so, um, you know, we, we allow our team to be in a position to allow themselves to get better by the amount of rest they're getting to take care of themselves mentally, physically, emotionally, so they can give 100% now these next three weeks and they can give everything they have left in their tank to try to help us achieve this goal. And um, I think our, the way John trains and our staff trains and prepares this team, the way we go about our season really enables us to peak at the right time. I mean, the way we structure our practices and, and prepare our team off the court with video and it, it allows our team to be their best when it matters most. How um, much of a relief, how exciting is it when you see not just the number one seed, but the, just knowing what that means and you get to play the first two weekends. If, as long as you keep winning, you get to stay right here in front of Husker Nation for those first two weekends to get for a chance to go to the final four. Yeah, hosts, having the opportunity to host is a huge advantage and something that we definitely don't take for granted and know that we can use this and our fans and, you know, the atmosphere at Devaney to help us in those moments because everybody's fighting to stay alive and we know every team's going to give us their best shot. And so um, we have we have maybe a little you know extra sixth man, seventh man, I guess, in our crowd here and our fan support. And we know we'll have an incredible crowd and the atmosphere will be great. And everyone's going to be excited because everyone knows what's on the line for each match. When you get to this point, that's what makes this time of season. So fun is everyone understands the magnitude of each match. And so um, it allows for the atmosphere to be a little more rowdy and, and hopefully that plays to our advantage, but also just being at home, not traveling. I mean, we played three matches in six days on the road to end the big 10 and that takes a lot out of you. And, so to be able to be at home, sleep in your own bed, 
um, stick with your daily routine. We don't have to worry about, you know, travel delays and, you know, worrying about a different schedule is, is a big advantage as well. And so um, we're going to make most of that and, and do our best to make sure that we are, we have four games here at home and, and that we'll use being at home hopefully to help us get us to Tampa. So up first is Long Island University, LIU. Tell us about that. What you guys are seeing out of them and, and what we need to be watching for in that first matchup. Well, I think the, the thing you got to think about for this team is a lot of these teams are really hitting their full potential or probably hitting their full potential more than we are at this point. And so you're going to have a team that's going to be really excited to be here, to be in the NCAA tournament, to have an opportunity to play in front of this crowd, this type of atmosphere. Um, and Long Island is a team that they're a little bit smaller, so it, it, it gives us a different look offensively, and, and their hitters, we're going to have to be prepared for different shots um, from their hitters. But they're also a passing defensive team. They're more six all-around players. You don't have just the really big physical players at the net that come out in the back row. And um, so it'll, they're, they're a good team. Um, we know we're going to get their best shot. We know that we're going to have to really focus on our side of the net. And there might be some ugly plays, but we have to stay focused and play each point at a time. And um, I, I, we'll be excited for that first match. It's just like Long Island, I'm sure, is super excited for it. So then I guess take us through how now that you go, you know, because when we've had you guys on throughout the season and it's like one match at a time and, and all of that, but now that it you don't know who you're going to play and it, it's just who, who wins that next match that you advance, how do you guys go about as a staff preparing, getting ready for the next opponent with those quick turnarounds? So we will, we obviously know the four teams that will be here, the three other teams that will be coming to Lincoln this weekend. So we'll watch video on all of them. Our staff will break down video and start prepping on that. We'll do things in practice that will train for who we think might advance to our, who would be our next matchup maybe on Saturday, throw in some things in practice, not specifically telling the players this is what this team does. We just throw in those in our practice to start preparing for those. So then once we know they advance, we've already seen that. Our girls have already practiced it and practiced. Then we could go back on Saturday morning. We'll watch film. I, I mean, our team will sit and watch the match, the first match Friday to see who advances and then we would watch film Saturday morning as well to, you know, start preparing for that team. But our coaches will have already broke down film on all three opponents to try to prepare for who we see to be a little bit ahead of the game and have a scout ready to go. So there's not so much to be done on Friday night into Saturday if we advance. You know, I talked to a lot of athletes that talk about, even Jordan talked about just how watching film, how much you grow in that area and how that's a process of learning how to watch film. How has this group been watching film, especially when, you know, that that is going to be a key here where you don't get to necessarily practice and really focus physically on teams. It is, it's more mentally preparing for teams. I think this generation is really a, a visual generation. Mm -hmm. They're visual learners. So watching film for them actually is maybe somewhat more productive than just doing it on the court and understand it. So we practice it on the court, but then when you see it, that memory's in your brain. And so you kind of, it co correlates and makes sense for your body to remember, I've seen it. This is what I got to do to perform whatever this, you know, block or defense or skill is that needs to be performed. And our team is, uh, we have a lot of high learners and they have a growth mindset. So they understand the importance of film. And a lot of them, you can tell them in practice, you know, this is what we're seeing. But until they physically see it themselves, sometimes that light bulb doesn't go, you know, go on for them yeah. as far as what they need to do. And so 
um, because it's not a big change for us because film is such an important part of how we learn and prepare all season. So when we get to this point, it's not like it's we're trying to reinvent the wheel. I mean, we've been doing it, and now it's just something that we have to do, and they've got to understand it may be a little bit more in depth and they're going to have less opportunity to see it physically on the court and they're going to have to use more of it what they see visually in video potential to play missouri do you have any battles with mizzou yeah lots of battles <laughs> back in the big 12 and i mean mizzou i feel like missouri comes here a lot for ncaa um and they're they're always a tough match i mean we know that the second round match if that's who we end up playing in missouri is they're they're going to be um, a tough team and they played in the SEC and the SEC had several teams make the tournament. So um, there, it'll be a tough round right out of the, out of the gate. And, but our focus right now is Long Island and um, we know that we've got to take them and handle that before we even look at what Saturday might bring. I'm more so was taking a walk down memory lane with you in the battles oh, in the Big 12. <laughs> there were lots of battles in the Big 12. I mean, yeah, there were some big time battles at Missouri in the, um, Big 12. I remember they had a couple of years, their team was battling to go. They made Elite Eight, and there was a lot of Nebraska kids for a while that didn't come to Nebraska that um, went to Missouri to play at Missouri. In fact, Kelly's sister was a setter at Missouri. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, Nebraska-Missouri volleyball battles are not something that's new to us at all. <laughs> you know, what? you've been a part of this several runs as a player and on staff. What's your favorite part about this time of year? I just really like how it's the intensity of it and it's fast pace, but it's also the time of year that you just see your team, you know, hit their potential. Like you see what you've done for six months plus maybe a year. I mean, you basically start working in January or when your season ends um, the following year to see how we got to this point. And this is, this is why you come to Nebraska and you want to be a part of this is to have opportunities to play in the NCAA tournament and experience this magnitude. And um, these big matches are fun. And that's our team is full of, of competitors that really want to embrace these pressure situations. And so I think that's the most exciting is just to see what, how it brings out the best in our team and our staff and what you can really accomplish in these three weeks of I mean, it's pedal to the metal and let's go, but it's it's a lot of fun. So you've seen teams that have achieved the ultimate goal. You've been a part of them. What what is it that what does it take here over these next three weeks to put that kind of run together? The teams that have been, um, I would say the the most rested, or you know, they're still in great condition and shape. They're not broken down with injury or um, fatigue from their season is a big factor in this point because you've got to be able to put together big matches back-to-back nights. Um, and then also the teams that just really have a strong belief at this point. Like they, they're confident. They know that they can take somebody's best shot and still be okay. And, um, and a team that is, has, you know, the chemistry is so important at, at this stage of the game because when it is – you know, your game is on the line, your season's on the line. It's easy if things aren't going well, if you don't have that chemistry for things to really fall apart on your team. And so the teams that are just really solid culture, have a really solid culture and chemistry are the teams that will surprise, surprise teams throughout those next three weeks, but also are the ones that are battling at the end. What's been so far your favorite postseason moment? Player, coach, career? 
Man, that's tough. I've been very fortunate to be a part of a lot of big ones in the postseason. Um, you know, I'll never forget our comeback uh, against Penn State in 2016, being down and making a huge comeback for that to go to the Final Four. There, That was just a Sweet 16 match, but to win that one. Um, and then a couple of the Final Fours, the Penn State match in 2008 in Omaha, we didn't win that match, but that was a Penn State team that was so incredibly dominant and hadn't lost a set all year, and we had them on the ropes to win that and just to see the crowd and the impact of that game. Um, obviously, the national titles, you know, jump out um, just because those teams are all very special. It's hard to duplicate that feeling and that um, camaraderie within a team that you see on those teams. I mean, each of those teams was different and got there in a different way. Um, some weren't expected to be in that position and got there. Some had the pressure to be in it the whole way, you know, season and got there and did it. So uh, those were all incredible rides. And just to see the how unique and how each team did it their own way is fun to be a part of. And I think is, is the highlight to look back on and see, you know, it's there's a lot of ways to get to accomplish that last goal. And so I'll be excited to see how this team this year goes about it. Well, you ready for it? I'm ready for it. This is this is the like I said, the fun time. Everyone's waiting. I mean, you those last three weeks of conference are just like we gotta get through, we gotta get through. And everyone sees kind of the light at the end of the tunnel and and now we're here and it's it's almost that anxious anxiety to, you know, let's just get that first game. We wanna start playing and actually start this tournament. And you can start to feel that within our team and our staff. Like we're just getting that anxious energy to get going and, and see where we can go. It's crazy. I feel like we were just sitting here talking about the stadium match. <laughs> like, it was, I think it was the second episode, and we were sitting here talking about, you know, a record-breaking crowd, and then to see on the selection show how much was made about that. Still, it's still being talked about, and, you know, it's just been such a huge storyline, and it's carried on throughout an entire season. How special has that been for you to see? How much pride did you take in that when you saw the opening of the selection show is Memorial Stadium and that sellout volleyball match? Yeah, this has been an unprecedented year for college volleyball. And to think that we were probably, you know, the leader in making this happen is exciting, but it also speaks testaments to how far this program has come and the tradition of our program, but also where, you know, volleyball is at um, nationally. And and for them to open the selection show with Volleyball Day, and it did, it was like, wow, that seems like yesterday, but that was a long time ago. And to see all the records they put up that were broken mm -hmm. this year in volleyball. And that's, I think, what also makes this time of year exciting because you know you're going to have a lot of people watching. There's going to be a lot of interest in this. And, and that's what makes it even more fun is it's not um, – it's a big deal. And um, it's a big stage. And we – I mean, we thrive on being on the big stage here at the University of Nebraska. And I think that's what – brings out the best in us and and that's where we want to be and so to see that we started that early September and to see all the opportunities and um, I guess monumental things that this team has been a part of already this year and we talked about the things that were on our goal list how we've checked those boxes already and that started all the way back with you know volleyball day in Nebraska and now to the Big Ten championship and we have one final goal and just to see what all has already happened in these last four months and what's ahead is is really incredible for our program and team, but also just the sport in general. 
Absolutely. Well, incredible stuff and best of luck. And um, we'll look forward to talking to you again, hopefully, yeah, over oh, these next few weeks. Sounds good. All right. For Lindsay Peterson, I'm Jessica Cootie. Thanks for watching this episode of The Dig, powered by Emeritus. And as always, make sure you subscribe and like wherever you listen to never miss an episode right here on the Huskers Radio Network podcast.